Hello and welcome to the Ecstatic Living Podcast. This is your magical online space to transform the ordinary into extraordinary, to get rid of the mundane and make it magical, where you step more fully into your authentic self, become soul aligned, and step into a rich, delicious life filled with passion, purpose, power, pleasure, and prosperity. I'm Jen Pisano, your host. I'm a mompreneur, author, coach, and priestess obsessed with human potential and living life to its fullest. Thank you for being here. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Today, I am so honored to have with me Jules Astara, and she is the author of Born to Bloom Right. And thank you so much for being here in my space, my little sacred virtual space. Um, We're going to just do this like totally casual, and I want you just (laughs) to tell me your story because I think so many people think that there's this um, magic thing of becoming an author right? Mm -hmm. That they just think that's only for a certain set of people. And I think I used to believe that too. Yeah, ditto. (laughs) Yeah. And then entering this world, and I'd love to hear from you in your heart of how this unfolded for you. Like, how did you even get into writing a book and why this book? Okay. Well, this is my second book. So the initial journey into writing, I kind of have always loved books and artists and poems and all these things I always valued, you know, and would collect children's books with art in them and poetry and that kind of thing. But I didn't know that I could do the same thing. And I kind of heard that in your, just the little bit that you shared that same, you know, feeling of, yeah, I get that because I was valuing it, but I wasn't value. I didn't know that I had that same kind of value within me. And I think recognizing that started with art for me, started just playing with art supplies and creating and laying paint down in ways that were shedding a lot of um, those ideas that I had built in my head, those like boxes of what fits where or who fits or who should be this or what you have to be to do something, you know, like what your beautic art, right? <laughs> I use art yes, and art process yes. with my clients in sessions. So I love that that was a part of your, of your life yes. path and your experience. So how did you know that's what it was going to be when you started laying down paints or that just no. happened? It started with just playing with paint with my kids, honestly, was an excuse to get art supplies back into my life. And mm-hmm. so I didn't even know art therapy was a thing. If I had, I probably would have like done that through college or through school, but I didn't know that that was a path and all the things that I thought I wanted to, what, that I was interested in as a child, like art and teaching were not encouraged. So I followed what I thought was this practical path. And then after I had kids, you, I, I don't know if you're a mom, but once, (laughs) so becoming that change for me, that was a big change to like reconsider all the ideas and beliefs that I had that I was holding and what was I going to pass on and how did I want to, what kind of example did I want to be? And so I started changing a lot as I started considering that. And it started with play, playing with them because they were born three months early. 
and we didn't know they both had hemorrhaging in their brain. So we didn't know if there was going to be any permanent damage. So we were doing anything and everything just to explore and see, you know, what, how they're learning, how their development was going to come to be. And so playing with art supplies was something that was recommended and was easy and fun and was it just from there gave me that excuse. And then I started go, turning to it more for me and finding that therapeutic aspect that you s- talked about. I was going through grief after my mom passed away. And I found that that was a place that I could explore all the emotions because nothing was forbidden. Nothing was right. um, going to be judged by, you know, someone or something. And that's what and makes I, the best art, right? Yeah. <laughs> all around the world. The best art is people putting their hearts and souls onto the canvas. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it started for me. And then their words started coming from the art. So this, they had stories to tell. And sometimes they had poems or other messages within them. So that is the path that led to writing came from the art sparking and having these messages. And it was like a conversation, whether it was with my inner muse or a bigger uh, muse, (laughs) the mystery, mother mystery. (laughs) I love this so much. And I agree with you. I think um, for me too, I read and re how do I even say this I reintroduced art back into my life through my son too because I homeschooled for a while and we homeschool we have always homeschooled (laughs) everything was a creation and and a mess all at the same Mm -hmm. time yes and I realized that it was so good for me Mm -hmm. um to relieve stress yeah just you know doing fun things and teaching him it's like the rest of the world just was out there yep and it was just the two of us doing this fun little silly silly art thing that we're doing and we most of them never looked like the ones on Pinterest I gotta tell you like there was a (laughs) lot of Pinterest fails in our house but Uh we had so much fun and creative play to me for children and adults Mm -hmm. is it is amazing therapy and anybody can do it like pick up some supplies and just start And I think, I don't know about you, but for me, I used to get into my head too. Like I'm not an artist, especially Mm -hmm. with a canvas, Mm -hmm. not so much with other art mediums, thinking that I had to know all the techniques. Right. And um, when I went through my shamanic journey and becoming a priestess, we did a lot of art processes with everything that we did. It ended or began with art. Mm. And doing that, I realized, no, it's getting what's in the inside out. Right. And that yes. was really fantastic for me in my soul path as well. And um, I just love meeting other people that are creative beings because. Well, and we all are, I think it's just a matter of w- how much we've tapped into it. I truly and deeply believe that because I went through phases where I was not tapping into it as much. And I was, you know, following, I don't even know, <laughs> following the pop popular path, whatever that may have, whatever I thought that was at the time, even if it wasn't, even if I was mistaken, you know, but we think we should be doing something or that, or for, for me, it was Mm -hmm. less responsible to be doing these things. Right. Right. I should be setting up my 401k and doing this and doing that. (laughs) And those things are all important, but Mm -hmm. what I've learned in myself and in my practice, and I'd love your, your experience on this as well is 
when we are all one way or the other, masculine or feminine is how I explain it. And for me, that muse energy, mm-hmm. that creative form is that feminine essence. And I feel like sometimes, or at least for me, when I when I jumped into corporate, it was go, 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 do, do, do. Mm-hmm. I shut down the creative part of myself. Yeah. I just was like keeping up with the Joneses, right? Mm-hmm. And trying to hit the next highest month or whatever it was at the time. And I denied this whole other part of myself. And, yeah. and then I was completely out of balance. I was not aligned with the essence of who I am. I am mm-hmm. a natural creative being. And like you said, I believe we all are. Yeah. We just put other things as priority. And I, I feel it should be a priority. Just like yes, getting outside and going on walks. Like it, it does something magical. Mm-hmm. And I think it's becoming more of a priority, even in, I've, I've seen the shift, even in corporate settings, which I did come from as well. I did a stint there, I should say, <laughs> did a little bit of time there. And even there, it was becoming the time that I was in it. And I was a facilitator project manager. So even in that role, maybe was more looking for ways to encourage and motivate. And Hmm. we were creating in early e-business time and people were trying to, it was a very creative thing because people didn't know it wasn't an established path yet in that particular industry. So it was becoming more and more accepted or even encouraged and people were looking for ways to tap into it more. So I think that's a really healthy transition that is happening. You had more fun than me. I was in the petroleum industry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine, I helped design beer sets for store chains. (laughs) (laughs) I could, my clients could be any industry because I was in the consulting. I was consulting. So I had clients of all different industries. We had a lot of travel because I was in South Florida. Mm. So that was, you know, we had cruise ship clients and that kind of thing, but the, what we were creating were the websites. And so because we were doing that at an early before it, everyone had one right? <laughs> before all the tools were there that are, exist today to do that kind of thing, there was a, there was a combination of creativity. There were the people who were doing the programming and the people who were doing the artwork. And I, always thought I wanted to be in that art team, even though I wasn't. And so it was like, I was tasting that, getting a taste of it early on. And it just took me a while and a curvy road to get (laughs) to where I am, but I don't regret any of it because all of that is part of our journey and part of what fuels whatever comes from it. Right. It's just a matter of, I think, becoming, starting to own our journey and our choices and that doesn't mean that we spend a bunch of time honing what we should have done. That's like those shoulds again. No, the shoulds are like destructive as all get out. Yeah. Yeah. Would have, could have, should have. That just should be eliminated from vocabulary. Just take what we did and see what can we find, what treasure can we find there and then move on kind of thing. Integrating those lessons I feel is so important. Just as much as we integrate like what's coming out of us into our artwork I feel right. like it's so important that we harness the lessons that we've learned of the things that we've done that were not in alignment with our soul, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Because that's just as valuable. I think sometimes even more valuable to know what is not right for you. It's yeah. easier to figure out what is if you know what's not. Definitely. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, what do you do now besides so, make beautiful books? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I still homeschool, but we're almost done with that. So that takes up a fair portion of time. And this has been a really good way for me to be able to do that and still do something for myself and for others. So looking for ways that I could make use of the time that I was at home. So I started doing this pre when everybody went home right. <laughs> and, and started doing zoom and everything else. Prior to that, we moved out of South Florida, but we specifically had to pick a place that had really high internet speed, really good, you know, so we could do this kind of thing. And that was 10 years ago or 11 years ago. So that was long before most people were working remotely, like as of the recent, you know, so many people have gone recently. And so being at home, I was able, I all of a sudden had this excuse through the homeschooling partly to explore through creativity. And so we would incorporate that into a lot of things that we did. And then I would take it in my free time into my own, you know, personal exploration and journeys. So I had the ability and the time and the place to start exploring that way. And I did take a lot of classes to learn techniques, like you were talking about Mm -hmm. techniques, because when you know them, then you don't get as hung up by that. If, you know, if you have the skills that you want to do something, it makes it a little easier to not focus so much on that. So I do think there's a a rebel. I like to learn it so that I can break the rules. Exactly. But (laughs) yes, I use the word libertarian, like art instead of spelled with the word art in there, like, because it's a place for freedom. It's a place for exploring. It's a place for breaking the rules. But if you want to achieve a certain thing, it's nice to know how, how, and what to right. use to do that. And then you can say, well, what if, what if I do this instead? Or what oh, if I do my that favorite instead? thing in the world is what if for everything, yeah. for manifesting, for creating, for everything. What if? And I think it's yes. how we use the what if, because oh, I yes. learned because it could be the negative way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's almost with everything in life. I've found that there's that fine. It's about how we use it, you know, whether it's, a it's a, yes, it could be a paintbrush. It could be food. It could be activity. We can, is it supporting us or is it like owning us? You know, like that's, I have to check in with over and over with things. For me, it's, is it expansive? If it feels expansive, that's a yes to me. If it feels heavy or constricting, then I know it needs to be exiting my life. Yes. That's the exact same. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to describe there because when it is supporting us, when it's expanding us, when there's a place for that growth, and exploration and opening. That's so different than when we're doing it because we, it feels like we should, <laughs> the uh, shoulds again. Which, which automatically feels heavy because it feels like yeah. obligation. Right. Even if it's right? something that is usually seen as self-love or self-support, um, you know, mm-hmm. something that would be, it still has to, you still have to put it through that check, I think, through that filter. <laughs> I think so too. Yes. And I mean, that's part of my daily practice, I think, throughout the day is noticing the sensations, those subtle feelings yeah. within our physical body. Mm-hmm. To me, that's my inner GPS. I'm yeah. listening. Yeah. And now I'm trusting. I negotiated a lot in my younger years. I would hear and listen and then not do it. Yeah. Now I listen. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing next. Yes. And, and is that what I call... Off, it's out. It's the inner compass is how I think of it. And yes. when we, you know, what are we wanting our inner compass to point towards? And so for me, I do art, I do writing and I do online classes. I do a lot of similar things to what you do with a very, maybe different background and focus on more of the art, but it's 
whatever's alive at the moment. So to answer that question you asked of like, what is it now? It tends to be the books and the art and the classes, but I'm not commit, not like trapping myself into, and I think that's so important for all of us to remember. Yes. No hard lines. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that's, that's really beautiful. So the classes that you're offering, are those art classes? They have art as a component almost always, but they usually are a spiritual energy kind of art. So like one of them's called art as an altar. So Uh we're treating the canvas as a place as like an altar, you know, so what are we putting there? What are we exploring? What are we loving or grateful for? You know, we can approach it from so many different ways. There's so many ways to pull that in. And I'm going to geek out with you for a second (laughs) because altar work is a part of what I do, obviously, spiritual realm as well. But when I do my own art, I bless my canvas. (laughs) And to me, I'm using sacred water and every Mm -hmm. paint has a purpose and an intention to it. And how do I want this to feel? And, you know, bringing in all the sacred directions and all of that feels so yummy to me. Yes. To me, everything is layers, just like with artwork. You're layering to get the the end result that you want. For me, spirituality and magic Mm -hmm. is the same way. You have your core foundation, but we're just layering those intentions. And for me, throughout the day, if you keep layering it, then life becomes a living ceremony. Yes. Yes. That is my art. (laughs) That's my art of living an everyday ceremony really is the way that I like to express myself because Mm -hmm. it's not one day or one moment or one retreat, right? life. It yes. Gets, it gets to be all the time. Yes. And I, that's, I wrote in my first book, which is called the girl who dances with delight. Dance is an acronym for my morning practice. And it was about treating the day that starting the day with that kind of just a very simple ritual and practice, but it was tapping into our affirmations and our appreciation or celebration, you know, being present and then starting the day that way and carrying that forward. And it was because I wanted to greet life more that way with this. And I didn't want it to have to be these expensive ceremonies, like a wedding or a funeral. That's the only kind of things that I had ceremonial in my life, mostly growing up, graduations, weddings, funerals, the big things. And, and holidays like Thanksgiving and that kind of thing. But I wanted a more daily way of it feeling that something simple yet sacred. Right. And for you know, me, that, like you, I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. The reason I started doing a lot of this first was the introduction is becoming a priestess. But then to be able to hold myself in integrity and honor my spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. I came up with these creative ways of doing it while I was washing laundry and doing yeah. the dishes and homeschooling and trying to run a business and, 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 and. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, simplicity doesn't mean it's any less powerful. In fact, to me, it's very potent, mm-hmm. especially when it's laced through and strung through everything. Yes. And that's something that I just get playful and creative with. And I love that you do too. Mm-hmm. For me, that is something that also expands us into this high vibrational feeling in our home and our house and our physical body. And that attracts abundance and Mm -hmm. it attracts beautiful things and people into our life. Right. I like the word appreciation Mm -hmm. because I see two different meanings. I love playing with words that have these meanings and they can kind of support us when we focus on 
that. And for that particular word, it was one of my words I chose for like a word of the year, you know, an ally one year. And it means like gratitude appreciation, but also in like finances appreciation, things are growing and expanding. So when you have that dual, you just made me think of that when you were describing, because that is that double, you know, kind of a, You have to have the gratitude to be able to have that expansive appreciation, which is beautiful. Thank you for for sharing that. I love it. They like feed each other, you know, so when you recognize how they're tied, little things like that, they could be just little tricks or little ways of playing with words that support us. But I think our language is so important because it rules us. We're constantly telling ourselves stories or I constantly have a soundtrack or a song playing in my head. And so I need to change the lyrics sometimes, you know, to right. So for me, like I even tell this with my son is our words are our laws. Yeah. Like that is how you honor yourself or you betray yourself. Yes. And And they have such power. They have such power. And if we put our will and our intentions in those words, yeah, my gosh, we're unstoppable. (laughs) <laughs> of nature, but most people use their words in, in a way that h- harms their mm-hmm. intentions or yeah. crushes them or puts them in a box and limit limits them. And if we really watch our speech, it is so powerful. I think of it as like a being abusive, really. And I've done this to myself, but we all when, have. <laughs> yes. And if we take a step back to be able to witness it as if it were someone if this conversation were two other people instead of just our own head, right? Yeah. And we were witnessing what was being said, we would look at that as verbal abuse in and a lot it, of cases. And it is verbal abuse. And to me, it's self-betrayal yeah. too. We betray yes. ourselves quite often. I, I say it, if you wouldn't say it to a good friend, don't say it to yourself. Right. And that right. takes time to learn, you know, and sometimes maybe we would say it in our head to someone. And I you feel know, like it's but, unlearning as much as it's learning, right? Yes, like we have to yes. repattern the information mm-hmm. because the way that it works in our brain is those neurons, they get deeper and deeper and deeper, those habits. Right. And a lot of people pick up those statements from their parents and it carries forward yes. and we catch ourselves saying things. It's not our belief, but it becomes our belief. Yes. And it could be parents. It could be TV. It could Teachers, be media. everything. Yes. So many. And I know this is why I was attracted to your work and your book and why I asked you to read this and pro- provide a feedback on the back because I could feel that alignment, that synchronicity, you know, that we had a similar approach anyway, or, or hopes, you know, for what our work was doing. And it felt like it was in sync that way. Cause I, I hear a lot of what you're saying and it's echoing or supporting a lot of and encouraging a lot of the same ideas and approaches within, you know, my own because life. We have a book. mission. We're, we're changing the world. <laughs> like I can't do it alone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. Yes. And reaching markers. out. And we're gathering. I really yes. do think because we're in alignment, we're going to attract other people that are in that alignment mm-hmm. so that we can serve the people that are out of alignment. And I think it's so um, important to be on the edge for the people who are being on the edge, who are kind of like inviting and exploring together. I think there's a difference between someone who says, I have it all figured out. And, Run from you know, those people, first of all. <laughs> yes. Because if you are listening, if somebody tells you they got all the answer, 
abort. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's a there's a quote about that, right? That I can't remember it, but there's one about like run something run. Very similar to that. <laughs> yes. And those who are saying, let's figure, you know, let's just explore it together. I like the word explore because it's not saying I'm seeking a particular answer. Mm-hmm. It's not even saying that there is such a thing. <laughs> it's for me, it's an epic adventure. Like life is but an adventure. And that is a quote. I can't remember who wrote it. Life is but an adventure or nothing at all. And I have had that quote Mm -hmm. somewhere in my being where I can read it since high school. And I love it so much because it is how I live my life. And it helps, I think, people go through those hard knocks and those challenges Mm -hmm. If you look at it like, oh, this is a quest. It's an adventure. Like yeah. think of all these movies that we love and we're glued to. <laughs> yeah. If everything was just level and love and light, we'd lose interest and change the channel. Like yeah. life teaches us so much. And it's those twists and turns that give us the golden nuggets. Yeah. And I remember having this conversation with someone one time about, I live in the mountains where it's a lot of curvy roads. And so that sometimes when you take the scenic route versus like the straight or where they built the highway or whatever, it, it is a very different experience. And so if we wanted to knock out all those twists and turns, we we're going to miss probably a lot of the depth and the beauty and the richness that there is to be found. Right. Well, for me, those twists and turns and double loops is where I gained (laughs) what I call my sacred medicine, right? Mm -hmm. It's the things that took me into the harder parts of my life, maybe, but it's why I can serve with fierce compassion now. Yeah. And if I didn't have those experiences, I wouldn't be the same facilitator that I am. Yes. Ditto. Same, you know, from past like childhood abuse all the way through grief and losing. And then all of those experiences give us, not that I wish those on people. I don't want anyone to have to have kids in the NICU for three months, you know, and go through the, are they going to ever come home? Or am I ever, all those things, those are hard and heart wrenching, but it's part of life. Maybe not that exact experience, but something out there. it expanded you in some way. Yes. In many ways, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And your heart has been forever changed for that experience. And it has changed my ability to even mother myself and to bring that, to be part of, that's kind of how I see like facilitating in this way. It's a mothering, a nurturing and a nourishing. And whether or not we have children of our own, we do. But if, even if we didn't, it's that energy that is coming that has been missing, I think in a lot of ways, in a lot of places for a long time. Right. And so that's the Mm -hmm. balance that you're talking about coming back into balance. I think it's a lot of that energy that is that we're stepping into and being willing. Like I remember laying down one night, you've used the word priestess several times. And I remember laying down one night and having this like call to say something to be like a priestess, you know? And I thought from my background and everything, like, whoa, that was very overwhelming call or idea or term. And I remember just laying there and just kind of volunteering, just kind of allowing or letting go. Yes. To say, you know what, I'm here to do whatever is meant to be. That's going to be as healthy as it can be for me and for all those around me. Right. It's that, I think that ripple effect of what's supporting myself, my immediate family, my community and the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's every day and it's always, and it's ever changing. Like I get a lot of people like, what is my life purpose? 
Yeah. I'm like, well, it's ever changing. In my opinion, yes. it's ever evolving. And if it's mm-hmm. not, we're doing something wrong. So as that grows and we stay in that receptive state to listen yeah, and then follow and trust is, is everything. It is so much. And I remember like what you just said about people asking about their life purpose. I remember one of my kids saying like, what's the point of life when they were little and like, whoa, as an adult, that's a big that's a big question. Yeah, it's a big question. And we, there were several people around, like it was maybe grandparents and my husband and, you know, everybody had a little different thing to add or say, because it's not, it does like, doesn't come with that book, right? That is, it does not. And all of those questions, definitely they are training us. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's part of why I do what I do with art and with writing is because I enjoy exploring the depths and, with people who also enjoy exploring those things. And also I think it's about shifting and kind of rebalancing, reclaiming some of the joy, the things that I think are maybe part of that answer to that question that have been left out of. (laughs) And it is, it is, is meant to be experienced and joy needs to be the big part of that like if yeah if we're not enjoying our life what's the point right and I know people we're supposed to live fully ecstatically orgasmically like (laughs) really truly like letting it and knowing that it's okay Mm -hmm. to give ourselves permission to live life that way yes and I think have to be grit and grind and hustle all the time right yes and that's definitely part of what attracted me to your work and your words and the way that you know that's the language that we're speaking and that is why I think it's important to do it with to use our language in that way to reclaim our language to redefine to make up words if we need to and like to say that pleasure is not a bad thing. <laughs> like this thing. is how we are naturally made. Yes. And as with everything, like we were saying before, you can still tune into, is it actually supporting you or not? Because there it might be a line where like with alcohol is an easy example, right? If you cross you that line, it. yes. it's no longer supporting you and it's no longer right. pleasurable. But, that, again, but if they are in tune with the yeses and the nos and that internal GPS, then you're always going to be on the right track. Yeah. If you listen, and if and that pleasure, that like that, that's where you go to the point where it no longer is pleasurable because right. like a hangover is not very. <laughs> it is not. And I find that the more that you get into your spiritual journey and the deeper you go into yourself mm-hmm. and to really understand to that point of self-mastery, things just fall away organically mm-hmm. and holistically. Mm-hmm. Like right. things that I used to love, you could not drag me to do now. Yes. It just would, it would take my energy down. And to Mm -hmm. me, energy is my currency. It's just as important as cash to me. Yes. That frequency. Maybe more so. Like I say, cash is just one tool. It's just paper. (laughs) Yes. It's just one way of exchanging energy. Exactly. There are many ways of energy and time. Like those things are sacred to me. Yes. So, oh my goodness, I've enjoyed talking to you so much. Tell everybody, show us your book and tell us where they can buy this and and put things in the show notes too. So it's called Born to Bloom Bright. It's available as both a soft cover or hard cover. And it's kind of done in the style of like a children's book with art. And this is poetry on this side, or that's what I'm calling it. It's (laughs) affirmations. It could be, you know, it's a message. 
And um, it's paired with art from artists all over the world. So there are 18 other artists plus my own art within the book. And it's also meant to be an interactive tool. There's an invitation for readers to add their own explorations, their own words or doodles in the the pages here if they'd like. Obviously, you don't have to do that, but it's there is a part in the beginning where I suggest ways that the book can be used that way. So they're invited to have fun with it. Yes, yes. And to make add your voice. I think that's like we're talking about creativity and writing. And so I want it. It's already collaborative with so many other artists. And then I also want people to be able to add their words and their voice to it if they if they want to. Beautiful. So it's available on Amazon and my website. And um, people can also do a free story time if they want to hear it that way. That is so beautiful. And I'm sorry, my phone rang. I had turned off the ringer, but not (laughs) Facebook. So I apologize. (laughs) Let's wrap up. You guys, you see why I love this woman. She's so beautiful inside and out and she makes beautiful things and will teach you how to do the same. So thank you so much for being here and we'll see you again soon. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. I really enjoyed our conversation. I knew I would and definitely did. So thank you for all that you're doing to expand and help with the world too, because it's what all of us bring together and everyone watching. Thank you guys for watching because that time and energy you're investing in this is investing in all those healthy ripple effects. And I think that's a really great way to spend our energy and our time. Beautiful. Lovely words to end with. Thank you guys so much. All the information's in the show notes. If you need support, you know how to find me. Reach out. Thanks so much, Jen. You've been listening to the Ecstatic Living Podcast with your host, me, Jen Pisano. Thank you so much for spending time with me here in this online space. If you enjoyed the show, like what I had to say, and want to hear more, please make sure you subscribe and like and share with a friend who might also find this information helpful as they create their most ecstatic life. If you check out the show notes, you'll find ways to work with me and also other helpful resources that had to do about this particular episode. Thanks so much. See you again soon.